Justice Tech Pros here. Today I wanted to uh, kick around the topic of jury nullification. Uh, a lot of the public is not aware of the concept, and I think it's an important concept. It's actually a constitutional right, so it's important to um, address it and understand it. So jurors have it in the back of their head if and when they are selected to serve on a panel. There was an article that... um. I found very interesting. It was actually a paper written by the Regent University School of Law. And the title is called Jury Nullification, the Top Secret Constitutional Right. The abstract of the article is basically, um, I'll read a paragraph just to give an idea, because it is an interesting read and it will enlighten many as to the concept and how it relates to a criminal trial. And it begins, jury nullification refers to the inherent power of a jury in a criminal trial to refuse to convict a defendant if the jurors are convinced that such a conviction would be fundamentally unjust. According to the Supreme Court of the United States, this power was intentionally given to criminal jurors by the framers of the Constitution, who were determined to ensure that the jury would preserve an inviolable power to act as a guardian against political oppression and unjust prosecutions. Despite those impressive constitutional roots, however, jury nullification has received a great deal of unfavorable press, at least among modern judges. For many years, state and federal courts throughout the nation have been unanimous in rejecting any suggestion that jurors ought to be advised about their power to nullify and have in fact agreed that the jurors should generally be told that they have no such authority. So think about that. The, the general public, the people, have a constitutional right, and yet judges are against it. And they actually um, push juries and jurors to basically say they have no authority to do that, which is not accurate. If something's a constitutional right, you have the right. A a judge should not look to downplay it or pass it off as if it's not a right and something that a juror should not use. If they have the ability to use it, why should they be told they shouldn't? And the article goes on to um, say that the article examines the constitutional roots behind the power of jury nullification. And it also lists the six most common reasons given by courts for their personal, I'm sorry, for their persistent refusal to instruct the jurors about the nature of that power and exposes the logical fallacies underlying all six of those objections. It concludes with a reminder as to how the absurdity of modern American legal doctrine on this topic was accurately predicted, more or less, by a British moral philosopher in the 19th century and offers some practical suggestions as to what jurors should be told by the trial judge. So again, this was something that the framers of the Constitution came up with, whereas they felt it was a very important and pressing right when a jury or a juror feels 
that there's injustice taking place, whether it's in the prosecution, whether it's in the way that the courtroom is being handled. Basically, they're saying that if something is not going the way it should, as we touched on before about textbook and reality, so if, if something is not playing out as it should where it relates to textbook law in the courtroom and the defendant is not getting a fair trial, Due to all the elements and all the variables I, I, I touched on, a juror has the right to nullify the conviction. Now, let's think about why wouldn't a juror want to do that? If you're sitting on a jury and you have the power to not convict based on all of these unjust acts or all of these rulings that are taking place that you're watching in front of you play out, whereas you're witnessing the defendant or defendants not getting a fair trial, why wouldn't the the public say, this isn't right, this isn't the way it's supposed to play out, I'm not going to convict, you guys are not doing things properly, you're not doing things the way the law reads and the way they're supposed to be done. Instead, the judges try to force you not to use it and to try to strip you of that authority. And that that I have a hard time making the connection of why anybody would allow somebody to influence them and to take away a right that they have. When it's in the Constitution, it's their right to rule or make a decision based on that aspect or based on that concept. And then you're allowing somebody to strip you of that? Why? You, you you are totally you are totally permitted to vote the way you see fit. And it all goes back to the amount of power that a jury has and they never use it. They never use this power they have. They go along with the charade. They go along and they accept all of these uh, biased, unfair, and wrongful prosecutions. They let all of these things go. To please the government. Why would anybody do that? And it's not a matter of whether you're pro-government, you're not pro-government. It's just a matter of what is right. In simplest terms, it's a matter of right versus wrong. And if the justice system is not doing things the proper way, I don't see the issue in letting them know that. And by letting them know that, you're not going along with their goal of receiving a conviction. It's one thing if they're doing everything right and the defendant got a fair trial and beyond a reasonable doubt you feel they're guilty, then you have to do what you feel. Then at least you're following protocol. You're following everything. You're convinced. You have the facts you need. And you render a decision based on that. But I guarantee uh, the regular juror is not even aware of this concept. And being the judges downplay it or don't bring it up, or don't advise on it, or actually uh, push you away from it and tell you you can't use it, that's a big problem. Isn't that influencing a jury? I just don't understand how if something is a constitutional right, how it's not brought to the attention of the person serving in that capacity. Why wouldn't they be made aware of all the rights that they could either use or not use. 
to be able to, for a judge to be able to pick and choose what they align with and instruct based on that, that's a massive disconnect. And right from the start, that's a massive, shi- a massive shift in power. The, by doing that, in my opinion, the judge is taking away the absolute power that a jury has and almost limiting it because they're not making them aware of rights they have where it relates to the trial, to the evidence, to their duties. I mean, just simple things you figure would would rectify this situation. You know, a, a pamphlet. Each jury received a pamphlet once they're selected. Or you know what? Even when they're called in, before they're even selected and they're going through the jury selection process, every juror or potential jury should receive a pamphlet outlining all of these things, all of their rights, the definition of a reasonable doubt. All of these things should be outlined in a jury pamphlet, a jury informational pamphlet. This way, whether the judge instructs or not, the individual knows what is in front of them and what abilities they have and what they can use in rendering a fair verdict. And it makes you wonder what, why that wouldn't be. Why wouldn't they get a, a jury pamphlet? You know, um, let's say your obligations as a, as a juror, what to know, just something called that or titled that along those lines. And it doesn't have to be uh, a large novel, you know, it, it could be, I'm sure it could be condensed, where it just gives almost bullet points of everything that a juror should be aware of. To just prepare them a little bit. When you're bringing somebody in, the general public, who has no knowledge really of the, of the justice system, they really aren't grasping what their obligations are, what they're entitled to, what their rights are. Jury nullification is a prime example. If you get a juror who is actually sitting in the panel and then they're in the deliberation room and in their head they're playing out all of the unjust acts that have taken place throughout the course of the trial and all of the things that appear to be fishy, for lack of a better term, and, 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 and appear to be off, whereas in their gut and in their conscience they know something's not right. They know this case just does not add up. But they're not aware of the fact that they can nullify. They feel they have to render a decision. And they have to convict. Because maybe, you know, they're being outvoted, they're being outnumbered. But they're not even aware that that's their constitutional right. And again, if I know if I'm on a jury, and I see all these things taking place, and I see all uh, corruption on different levels taking place, whether it's on the informants and where I'm seeing this guy lying that would tell me a lot about the government that would call this guy you know these informants are prepped heavily before appearing there is no way whoever is using this informant does not realize this man or woman is lying in front of them and if they you know don't real don't understand well you know what we shouldn't use this individual then that's an ethical issue they have for their own personal well-being but when it gets to the jury 
The individual jurors should evaluate that. And if you bring somebody in front of me who's lying and keeps getting caught in lies and they've done all these horrendous and heinous acts and now here they are and it's not like they're there because they're sorry and they're looking for forgiveness. They're there to make a deal. They're there to absolve themselves of all of the wrongdoing they have done When things were going good, they were fine with it. But now they got jammed up, they got caught. And now um, here they are, they're testifying to get a deal for themselves, to not pay for their sins. To get a get-out-of-jail-free card like Monopoly. You know, they have that get-out-of-jail-free card in their dresser drawer. They know one day they could use it. Because, you know, that's just born in you. So you know one day that's the road you're going to take. Regardless of the informants trying to say I was forced to do to turn witness, that's that's all nonsense in my in my personal opinion. You're you're born that way. It may not be in the surface; it may be deep inside you. But when the day comes and it's either time to pay the price or to roll on somebody to benefit yourself and make sure that you don't have to pay for any of your sins, that that's inside you. You know that. You know that's what you're made of. And the problem is, when that day comes, if you start lying, because you really have no interaction with these defendants. And again, I'm using, you know, uh, that example. I'm not saying that there aren't informants who are in the know. I'm talking about a specific example here. When you have informants who are blatantly lying, who are blatantly not telling the truth, just because the government told them, we want to target defendant... uh, Bob Jones, and because we're targeting Bob Jones, you're going to have to come up with instances that you interacted with Bob Jones that we could use for this trial, even though you never did, you never met him, you don't know him, but that's going to be your focus. So now this informant does that and they, and they build their story. You know, they're they're elaborate storytellers. And I touched on this on one of the episodes about informants. You know, a lot of them, uh, depending on the on the profile of the trial, a lot of them will look to get uh, books and movie deals. I see, I see now a lot of ex-informants. They're doing uh, YouTube interviews. They're talking about making movies. Um, they're advising people how to act a certain way within that criminal life that they're that they were apparently a part of. You know, they build a career out of being an informant. So there's a lot of agenda there. So when you have a lot of agenda, you have you know these people have um, goals mapped out in their head. So they'll do whatever it takes to to reach those goals. And now, as a juror, if you see somebody in front of you that fits this profile, and you don't want to convict on the simple fact that the government's using this individual to frame somebody or to convict somebody that they know nothing about. A juror has the right to nullify that conviction, and yet they're not using it. And why are they not using it? I I do believe they're not even aware of it. Before I got involved in this uh, industry, I wasn't aware of all of these things, many of these things. You know, and um, as I started researching and as I started diving in, that's when I started to understand the rights, what takes place, and that's really what gave me a, uh, a sobering 
reality check about what takes place in the courtroom versus what is what I studied to prepare for my organization and the certificates I obtained to try to better equip myself to deal with the law, I realized there was a monster disconnect and there was a huge gap into what was written down, what I studied, all these things I memorized, all these procedures, all these processes, all of these rights that I made sure were in my memory bank that I built a good knowledge base for. And then I realized a lot of them really do not apply in the courtroom. And they just don't play out the way they should by the law depending on the variables as I discussed in the past where you have, say, a one, a one-sided judge or you have law enforcement who are not doing things properly or you have prosecutors who are not doing things properly. All of those things affect that textbook law. And it all boils down to how's the judge going to rule? Is he or she going to acknowledge that and realize what is being presented in front of them is not going textbook and is not how the law should be? Or are they going to just use their power to overrule these things, to let in what they want to let in and let the trial play out the way they want it to play out? So now as a jury, again, what's so frustrating is the jury has really the ultimate power at the end. All of these unjust acts could take place. But if a jury puts forth its rights, such as the reasonable doubt right that we expanded on in one of the episodes, but now this jury nullification right, if they really utilize that and have it as one of their tools in their toolbox to solve the problem of rendering a verdict and they use it in the sense that in in their head they're looking at it okay i'm going to go over all the facts of the of the trial however regardless of whether or not the facts are good or bad against for this individual because of the way things played out and because of all the unjust acts the unjust unjust rulings the caliber of the informants i'm nullifying nullifying my verdict. I will not convict based on that. And that is not not something that's a personal uh, feeling or a personal belief. That's, That's a right that a jury has. And a juror has. And they're not being advised of it. They're not even aware of it. That they have a constitutional right by the framers of the Constitution. It doesn't get any higher than that. These are the guys who wrote the Constitution. So regardless of whatever any judge says nowadays, this goes back to when this whole system was put together. So to me, that's the top tier. You don't get any higher than that. I want to see what the framers of the Constitution had to say, if I'm a juror. I want to see what how they wanted things to play out. And that'll be how I serve on that panel. And if I see I have an option to nullify my verdict because I feel things were done shady, or things were done backhanded, or there was a lot of holes that could not be filled and could not get plugged up when the when the trial plays out, I'm nullifying. As a United States citizen, as an American, I'm nullifying that verdict. I'm invoking my right to do that. And I will revert back to the framers of the Constitution that gave me that right. I won't allow a judge 
to take that away from me. And I won't allow a judge to lead me to believe I have no authority to do that. I was given that right by those who wrote the Constitution, those whose very concept was put together to give this country the justice system we have now. That's who I'm going to revert back to. That supersedes all, and that should supersede all in, in the general public's mind. And that's regardless whether you're pro-government, you're not pro-government. If, if you're living in the country and you want to abide by the system and you simply want to make sure that the system, whereas all, all, of, the, all of the quotes and all of the rulings by the system, such as innocent to proven guilty, beyond a reasonable doubt, you want to make sure you follow all those guidelines. So by following all those guidelines, you're simply taking another direction that was given to you, another constitutional right that was handed to you, and you're implementing that, and that's jury nullification. You're saying it's not right. You can't convict somebody based on how you're conducting this trial. You're not giving them a fair trial, and I hold the power to hold you accountable for that. And there's nothing wrong in that. It's not, you know, it's not something taboo. It's not something to look down upon. This is a right you have. As a, as a juror. And by doing it, you're not, okay, maybe jur- uh, judges aren't crazy about it. What does that mean? You're the general public. You, you serve on the jury. You have the power. Doesn't matter what the judge feels about it. That's a personal opinion. You're going by the law. You're going by your constitutional right. And shame on them if they don't want you to go by your constitutional right. That's a problem in, a, in of itself. If you sign up to be a judge, you're, you know, protecting the law. You're advising juries, jury panels, jurors about the law. And you're guiding them on all the different aspects of the law. Well, this is one of them. And yet you're not bringing it up. Yet you're trying to tell the juries that they have no such authority when those who created the Constitution are saying you do. So you're trying to to negate what was built, what, the justice system that this country was built on. You're trying to negate one of the inherent powers because you don't believe in it. You're kidding. That, that's a joke. And I know I say that, but that really is insulting, in my opinion. That's insulting to think that a modern-day judge, or any judge for that matter, has the power to undo what the framers of the Constitution had intended. There was another article along the same lines. It was put out by the um, uh, American Civil Liberties Union. And they went down, uh, these individuals went down to a uh, courthouse and they handed out pamphlets, which was funny because that's what I was talking on earlier, where they should have pamphlets. And it's called, the article's called, It's Perfectly Constitutional to Talk About Jury Nullification. And in the pamphlets, they had uh, bullet points. And the bullet points said, jury nullification is your right to refuse to enforce bad laws and bad prosecutions. Once you know your rights and powers, you can veto bad laws and hang the jury. So when it's your turn to serve, be aware. You may and should vote your conscience. You cannot be forced to obey a juror's oath. You have the right to hang the jury with your vote if you cannot agree with other jurors. 
And by hanging the jury, that means you you have a jury of 12. There's three of you that are voting one way and the rest are voting another. You just stay stand your ground. That's called a, hang jury, a hung jury. And they have to retry the case. But think about that. As a jury, you have a right to refuse and inf- uh, to refuse to enforce bad laws and bad prosecutions. That's such a monster power to have and nobody's using it. Very rarely is a jury using it. And why, in my opinion, I don't think they're aware of it. I'm sure a lot listening to this podcast now, this is news to them. I'm sure they're not aware that this is an actual right, a constitutional right that the public has. And that's the goal here. We want to make sure that people are aware that that's their right. So if they do get selected to serve on a jury panel, they're going to be aware of these things. Just to get go back a little bit to where the, the modern judges think they have the right to negate this issue. You know, uh, there's an excerpt I was reading where it says about Alexander Hamilton, John Adams, and prominent judges in the early days of the nation all believed that jurors had a duty to vote their conscience, regardless of the evidence. Think about that. Think about how powerful that is. Those are the founding fathers of the Constitution. And they believed themselves. In my opinion, no one had more power than those guys. They created what we're dealing with today. They laid, They mapped out what we're currently dealing with. But yet, the modern era took what they created and manipulated it. And here's a prime example. They said that the juries had, a juror had the right to vote their conscience regardless of the evidence. And now, today, I'm not saying all, but uh, most of the judges, based on what I've been reading and based on what I see play out in the courtroom, are looking to strip them of that. And looking to advise against that. Again, how are they trying to overrule the what was set by the architects of the Constitution? The modern day judges are trying to overrule that. They don't have the power to do that. But you know what the problem is? You know who's giving them the power? The general public. They're allowing them to do that. They're telling them, we're going to go with what you want to put out as opposed to what was initially intended by those who created the Constitution. Now, does that make any sense? Shouldn't you go to the root of creation on something of that's that important? And there's very few things that are as important as the justice system. People's lives are on the line. So shouldn't you go to the source of that? Whoever wrote it, whoever came up with it, whoever's idea it was, how they put it together, how they structured it, the rights they gave, the rights they took away. Shouldn't you revert back to that when you are serving? I know that's what I would do. I'm not going to allow a judge to influence me nowadays. I'm going to go by, well, what was the intended plan for this? What are my rights? What am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? And the problem is that there's a lot of people who aren't free thinking this. They're almost robots. They're going along with how they're directed. You know, we all have our own way of thinking, our own philosophies, our own beliefs. And regardless of different positions, this is a belief that I think everybody should relate to. I'm not saying to use it or not. That's your own personal stance, whether or not you would implement it. But what I am saying is you have that right and you should be made aware of it. 
And then it's up to you personally if that's the type of person you are. I'm the type of person that if somebody's lying to me and somebody's trying to pull the wool over my eyes and somebody's trying to fool me and trick me and use a lot of smoke and mirrors to do it, I'm not going to let you get away with that. That's just who I am. It's not right. You have, and I've said this, they have, regardless of what system you find yourself in, state level, federal level, they have a ton of resources, a ton of manpower, and a ton of time to build the case the right way, to build it the proper way. So when they cut corners and they do things that are not just, and they take routes that are unethical, why should I reward them for that? They, they don't have the right to do that. I'm not going to reward them and give them the verdict they're seeking when that's the route they take, took. Bring a case and bring it the right way. Do everything properly. Follow the guidelines. Follow what's set out. Follow the rule book. And then a jury will weigh everything. But if you're going to bring me something that's tainted... You know, there's a saying in the court, and I see it a lot. I I see Judge Judy refer to it, where they talk about you can't go to court unless you have clean hands. And in other words, she's saying, you know, if you're doing something um, uh, illegitimate and then you go to court and you want the court to help you out on it, the court's not going to because it's an illegal act. They're not going to get involved in that. You don't have clean hands. Wouldn't that be the same concept? If you're bringing a case against somebody and you don't have clean hands... I'm not saying you did things illegally, but you're just not doing things properly. Those aren't clean hands. So why should you be rewarded? You know, there's a flip side to that coin. The legal system won't reward if you show up to court without clean hands on a civil case. Why should um, the jurors reward the government or the state agency for showing up to court without clean hands? On a criminal case. And obviously there's going to be. Tremendous amount of opposition on this fact. Because it goes against the green. And anything that goes against the green. Or the agenda. Of what the government wants you to do. Or the state agencies want you to do. Is going to get pushback. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot that say. No you shouldn't have that right. But the fact remains. They can't undo what has been written. Under the Bill of Rights, the jur- Bill of Rights, the jury has this right. A juror has this right, and it, it's totally acceptable to exercise this right. And yes, I'm sure it's a lot are going to be very unhappy about it. That they're going to—it's a fact that's going on right now. They don't even advise you of it. They don't even inform you of it. And in my opinion, it shows how brilliant these individuals were who you know put together this whole this whole system i mean i'm going to read an excerpt that really shows their mindset and how they in my opinion they almost predicted how the government could stray away from making these laws about the people and it goes like this the doctrine is premised on the idea that ordinary citizens not government officials, should have the final say as to whether a person should be punished. As Adams puts it, this is John Adams, it is each juror's duty 
to vote based on his or her own best understanding, judgment, and conscience, though in, dire- though in direct opposition to the direction of the court. Now that's a powerful statement. John Adams is saying, even if the court is directing you in a complete opposite direction, you have the power to nullify and to do what's right in your conscience, going by the evidence, going by what you have seen played out, you have the right to nullify that. And what's interesting about how this whole thing, um, this whole concept really wound up being put on the back burner and shielded is in 1895, the Supreme Court ruled that jurors had no right during trials to be told about nullification. So they actually ruled they had no right to be told about it. Imagine that. In 1895, they took away what was created when the Constitution was put together. They tried stripping it by saying they had no right to be told about it. The court did not say that the jurors didn't have the power or that they couldn't be told about it but only that the judges were not required to instruct them on it during a trial. So here we go again, a case of where you have judges. So in 1895, the Supreme Court decided they did not like that right. That power that was given in the Bill of Rights, the Supreme Court decided they didn't like it anymore. So because they don't like it anymore, they're going to keep it hush-hush. They're going to try to prevent jurors from learning about it. And that's why formats and platforms such as this, such as articles, I mean, that's why the internet is so powerful nowadays. People could really find out about these things. But that's what gives these kind of areas so much a, a, a weight of importance that is really unmeasurable. Because without these type of things it'd be very hard to find out about these rights and to find out that you're entitled to use this. You know, now you log onto your computer, you look it up, you'll get a ton of information. But again, without the public even realizing it, how are they even going to know to look that up? And that's the problem. That goes back to an uneducated juror where they don't take the time to really dissect what is expected of them. What is their duty going to be when they serve on this panel? What can they use? What are their rights? What can they not use? What can they go by? And that's, you know, what needs to be changed. And that can only be done by things on this level, where the general public is talking to one another, sharing their experiences, educating one another on what takes place and what they could do to prevent it. And when you put all of these powers together, it really is... It's almost foolproof in the sense that the jury could undo all of the unjust acts that take place. They could hold everybody accountable. And that's a tremendous power. They're just not using it. The average man and woman have the power to undo all of these things that are not in compliance, that are, that is not the definition of, of justice, we have the power to undo those things. But it's useless, that power, if you don't use it. It means nothing. If you go along with the motions and you go through the trial 
and you see all these things taking place and then you get in the deliberation room and you fold. You don't have the conviction to stand by your beliefs. You don't have the ability to invoke your right to nullify. It all collapses. So if you're not, you know, like the saying goes, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And if you're not taking steps to make sure when your time comes that you're doing these things and you're aware of your rights, you're just part of the problem and you're adding to it and you're feeding to it and you're making these powers to be even more powerful. You're making these organizations even more powerful. You're giving them even more authority and you're stripping yourself without even realizing it. Just because you're not in that situation, you know, that's another... uh, assumption that too many people make well it doesn't affect me well maybe it doesn't affect you but down the road it could affect your family it could have a a huge snowball effect that you're not recognizing and just do what is expected of you invoke the rights you have use the tools you have i'm not saying to do anything that isn't a right to do if you have the right why not use it if you were given this right By the founders of the Constitution, who is anybody to take it away from you? They don't have the authority to do that. They'll make you think they do, but they really don't. The ultimate power are those who put it together. And people want to use the excuse it's outdated, it's a different it was different back then. That general concept can never be outdated. Never. You cannot outdate the concept that if the system is acting in an unjust way, the people have the power to rectify that. You cannot date that concept. That concept is one of those that will just stand the test of time. And by trying to date it, you're just using an excuse. You're trying to belittle it because you don't believe in it. That's different now. If you don't believe in it, say so. But don't try to make it that it's a factual, structural error because of the time in which it was enacted. That's not the case at all. This is a, a, a basic concept that could apply in any era you're thinking of. It doesn't matter. If something is unjust and it could be nullified, that concept will stand the test of time. That concept will go on and it has nothing to do with error, nothing to do with the times. That is all just an excuse when they try to utilize that and they try to say, Well, it's an outdated concept. It is absolutely not. That is a general humanity concept. That is a general holding somebody accountable concept. That's what that is. And if you're against that, that means you have an agenda. I don't care how you try to twist it and turn it. It means you have some kind of agenda. Because that concept is not, that's a neutral concept. That is not one way or the other. That is not on one side of the law or another side of the law. That is just simply saying you have to be held accountable and you have to make sure that what's presented in front of you is done in a just manner and is followed in a just manner. And there's nothing wrong in that. There's nothing wrong in using it in that way. And if anybody tells you there is, you should really start to think about what their agenda is. Why would they try to strip you of that right or force you to believe that it's not a right you know that's that's something to think about 
You know, in another article I was reading along these lines, <clears throat> a gentleman was trying to hand out uh, flyers and stuff to jurors about um, jury nullification. And, you know, the prosecution, the prosecutors actually charged him trying to say that he was tampering with the jury. Now, tampering with the jury has to do with uh, threatening and intimidating jurors. So think about, again, that's a prime example of how they'll use a charge and twist it and manipulate it because they were probably just pissed off that this guy was trying to educate the potential jurors. And that's such, you know, such a manipulation. Now, because the guy is simply trying to advise jurors about their constitutional right, because the government's not going to do that. Now you want to charge this individual? You want to bring charges up against him? And you want to say he's tampering with the jury? Which by, you know, definition, you're trying to say they threatened or intimidated the jury in some way? Are you kidding me? Absurd. But that goes to show what they're doing. That goes to show. They don't want jurors educated. So that's why it has to be done on this type of platform because it appears, unfortunately, if you try to do it after the jury's picked or even I'm wondering if something like that would apply if you just stand outside a courthouse and you hand out pamphlets to just everybody going in the courthouse in hopes of getting a jury. I can't see that applying where if you get a a prosecutor with this twisted way of thinking where they would try to, you know, uh, jam you up for that. But who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. But my point is, if you just try to educate somebody, you're going to now find yourself uh, lumped in, in the system. And that alone should tell the public what's going on here. You're not allowed to inform one another or a potential juror about a right that they have. And if you do, you're going to face problems. You're going to face criminal problems. Everybody needs to start really looking at what's going on. And that's the only way these things are going to change. And, you know, this concept is a, is an extremely important concept. And I really hope that we get a lot of li- listeners, if, if on no other episode, but on this episode. Because this is something that could really start changing the tide as far as people getting a fair trial. And... Um, as I explained, the upcoming weeks, we're going to be uh, dissecting. Uh, I'm looking to actually get a few calling guests that could help. And I think we'd have some interesting conversations on things that took place. Uh, the first one I'm having is, uh, as I, I spoke about, is a cell site expert. And uh, we're going to go from there. But I want to try to focus on ones that will really benefit on open eyes. And I want to also start, I'll probably go into some of the specifically the most recent case I was involved in, I really want to break down certain things on that and enlighten the listeners as to what does take place where it goes back to reality versus textbook. I just have to uh, make sure I cover it properly and make sure everything I discuss is on the public docket uh, because we know how that goes. If I I, uh, (laughs) say something that could be twisted or manipulated, you know, that'll be a big problem as well. So I just want to make sure uh, whatever I do say is all right to um, discuss and, you know, and expand upon. And that's really it for today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.